What's going on, Real Sports fam? Welcome to the Carmelo Anthony episode 15 of the Real Underscore Sports Podcast. On this episode, we are talking Abe's fantasy draft, NBA and NFL what-ifs, and the Monday mailbag. So let's get it. And down goes Frazier! Auburn's going to win the football game! Auburn's going to win the football game! Hurry, wait out What's going on, Real Sports fam? I'm your host, Jack Settleman from Real Underscore Sports on Snapchat, a 1 million following page on Snap. Follow me if you haven't. And with me tonight is my longtime best friend and co-host, Abe Granoff. Abe, you got the number one pick. We'll address that in a little, but I just saw this like right before we hit record, and I just had to bring it up right away. You've been on record talking about how LeBron is falling off and everything, but then on Real Sports Snapchat, what, like an app 42 minutes ago? I didn't didn't say LeBron's falling off. But anyway, anyway, we see his MVP year. He averaged 27, 8, and 7, and now that his name's getting slandered and people are saying he's still not the best player in the world, yeah, he averaged more in all categories, 27, 4, 8, 5, 8, 3. What do you think about that? My my only take on him was that I think his body is starting to break down, which was was because he went to so many finals in a row. (laughs) No, I just think that's been my opinion on him. Um, I think the Lakers are going to win it all. That's my pick right now. And I think that he, they're just going to, he finally has a full off season and he'll get load management and all of that. He should be healthy. I'm more worried about I mean, AD in terms the of the amount of, getting t- I wish like people could read our, our text back and forth. The amount that you trash, you talk on the Lakers and LeBron in our individual text, but then come on here and you play. Well, last oh. year they were a joke. Okay. Last oh. year they were a joke. They they were were they not a game or and a half out of the first seed, the four seed when LeBron went down, and the, yeah. and then okay. everything fell apart at the trade deadline. Trade deadline, the chemistry was out. Uh, yeah. Lonzo was out. Brandon Ingram was out. Everyone was hurt the entire year, and even when LeBron came back for eighteen games and they were still in the hunt, Lonzo was still out. Everyone knows that that season so was Lonzo ball. No indication of what the Lakers were. They were a joke, though. They, I'm not saying, like, overall, Lance Stevenson was a joke. The whole well, trade yeah, I'm situation, not talking about the debacle was a joke. Stuff. I'm talking about the basketball. Like, they were in a good yeah. position no, that's the Ronald entire Brown. year that's with Brown. LeBron and then had bad things happen on the court. Yeah, so essentially LeBron came back. They okay. couldn't beat the Suns okay. because they were missing Lonzo Ball. Tell us about the number one pick and oh, yeah, who baby. are you going so with? So about an hour ago, uh, my home friend – group from high school a bunch of us we picked our fantasy picks for the year just went live on instagram good old-fashioned pick out of a hat start from 10 work your way down to one landed number one and i i needed this me and me and my buddy david you you know him. we uh we've been together in this league for a few years now we need a big season is all i'm saying it's it's been you're you're like the uh, – who's like a team that puts up numbers? No, You're no, like no. That's Phillip the other Rivers league. That's the other the league. We're, we're like, actually elite. We just uh, – we've had some misfortune in the past. Have you won this league? Uh, no, we've we've been pretty crappy in this league. 
but so, we're due. So you are like Phillip Rivers and the Chargers. You can't win the no, big we game. Can't, we're just, we just can't win the small games either in this league. We, we don't win that much, but um, right. we're due. And uh, So full point, full point PPR. PPR league, um, 10 teams, Who's 10 teams. Pet? Man, I might just – I might have two teams in the NFC East this year. I mean, I'm going with Saquon. It's a lock. Um, I know I was FaceTiming David earlier, and he tried saying Kamara, but who Kamara yeah, at I, one? I, that's aggressive hey, for me. I love you're Kamara. Hearing he's it now. Jack's saying it too. He's the craziest guy, and I get it because Ingram's gone now. But he's just to me. He's similar to like Amari Cooper. It feels like a lot of his points come in certain weeks. Amari Cooper, he was like one of the top fantasy wideouts last year. But if you took out his top three games, which are only count for three weeks, obviously, he averaged like six fantasy points a game. And I personally, if I'm going number one pick, I need that 15 to 20 a week. Saquon's and getting you Saquon way more than 15 that. to 20 a week. In full point PPR? Yeah, I guess in PPR. Everything that's happened with the but Giants I'm saying his this week four, in the receiving room. Uh, Corey Coleman, ACL. Sterling Shepard will be back, but spring to some, that's just Giants luck. Um, and then Golden Tate just got defended, but I, I might think that get that uh, his appeal might win. Yeah, his message seemed hard, seems and it's like only four years. All so the, right, like the-, the right people that he knew what was going on, like he stayed ahead of the eighth ball. Right. Um, but yeah, Saquon's going to get 300-plus touches this year. Uh, Eli literally can't throw the ball down the field, so he just dumps it off to him every time. They're going to take five years off his career in this one season this year. Yeah, they might ruin his career, which is going to be a bummer. I mean, I'm not going to go on record I, and say that, but like the, just to emphasize the amount that he's going to get the ball this year, it's it's a no-brainer. Yeah. I The only counter for me would be I wouldn't go Zeke. I definitely wouldn't go Gurley. Le'Veon's interesting, but it's too too uh, risky at one. I would consider McCaffrey. Yeah, McCaff- the top four, the top the consensus number one amongst like – big draft boards is Saquon easily one. And then two, three, four with Zeke, Kamara and McCaffrey are just like, take okay. your pick. But like now, Zeke, yeah, I would go McCaffrey too, for sure. Think about this. So we're seeing Zeke holding out, which I think he'll get a deal done and he'll be back. Like the Cowboys are known to strike deals during training camp. <laughs> and with deals that make no sense, like paying a running back $25 million. And you said it, not me. Um, but yeah, I, so I think he'll be back. Will Michael Thomas be back? You think he gets a deal done? Because say that he yes, Michael Thomas is I think, getting. A I deal think he will as well. But it's interesting that he's holding out with Kamara's draft stock. Like say he does hold out, pulls a Le'Veon, and which I think a lot of players are going to start doing is Le'Veon. I disagree. I think Le'Veon's going to be the only one. Le'Veon didn't even make out well from his deal. Yeah, but he. What do you mean? He got how much? Did he get fifty guaranteed. Yeah, but if he had just played the year, he would have ended up practically with the same amount. Like it wasn't. You think it was, it was it not been total- more of like a. You think it was just a publicity stunt? Is what you're saying? No, I just think he he thought he was getting a much better deal. He obviously got the money. He just thought he was probably getting like two, three, four saved million more a year. Yeah, it definitely saved his body. I don't know, um, but I think we see a so, lot. Of, I don't think Michael Thomas will do that, but like if he yeah. does, then Kamara's going to get the ball that amount, and then maybe you have a debate. But right. Michael Thomas just sees you, so much action. You have like the reason that running backs might sit out before like a wideout is is because 
teams are reluctant to pay running backs because of what we talk about all the time, which is you don't need to overpay for running back wideouts, especially top tier, like Thomas in a passing league, like the saints are giving him his money. Yeah, I mean, it's just it, a matter of, like you power. said, it's all about positions. Like obviously quarterback deserves the most. Like it's just the position you play is the money you're going to make in this league. So we're going to do our fantasy pod in the next coming weeks, but I wanted to throw something out there now that we're talking wide out. So we've agreed it's kind of it's D-Hop, OBJ, uh, Julio, and AB is like the top four in the in the NFL, not necessarily fantasy, although they – Is Tyreek Hill in that Michael category? Who? Tyreek Hill? Uh, he really might. No, I don't think so. Maybe not yet. Not in, ter- not in terms of talent. I don't know. Like, man. there's definitely a drop off. Michael Thomas is actually getting close to that, but no, Michael Thomas is in that group. No, he's not in that top what? four. He's not. Not yet. Not yet. You're crazy. I'm not I saying Devonte Adams is in that too. No, 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 no. Stop. Oh my god. Not in terms of talent and like just abilities. In terms of production, recently, sure, but they need to prove it. Like, Devonte has the Rodgers handicap, and Michael Thomas has not only breathed, but he only did it for a true one year. So we'll wait on him. But whoa, whoa, whoa. I think one I year. I think Juju. Yeah. You think Juju? Wait, 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 wait. Keep. Never mind. Keep going with this. I, I think Juju is going to be a top three fantasy wideout this year. My logic is um, he almost beat out AB last year, and. There's 15 touchdowns missing from the Steelers' offense with AB's departure, and I'm not saying 15 are going to Juju, but even with the distribution, if he gets four or five more, he would be a top three, and I think he's going to be the focal point in the offense and be a top three fantasy wideout. I, I really, I, I don't hate it. I mean, I'm kind of afraid to draft Juju in uh, fantasy just Why? because I don't know. Like you said. Um, you just said with Michael Thomas, he kind of only did it for a year. Juju kind of only did it for a year. Connor only did it for a year. Like, I don't know. You need to prove it to me for longer. So I'd probably stay clear of Juju and fancy in that aspect. But like, you're right. Like that's 150 targets that have to go somewhere. Right. But the thing is, they they also brought in, who did they bring in? Moncrief? I mean, I don't even know. Yeah, they brought in Dante Moncrief. And like Big Ben has been known his entire career to like, rely on that second receiver a lot like he did it with Antoine Randall he kind of did it with Juju last year Antonio Holmes there's been a whole yeah, list like he's like he loves that second guy he also loves the first they just throw so much now yeah. I don't think James Conner is going to be as good as he was last year he kind of had a little not a rookie wall at the end but you could see some production production drop the one thing that would worry me about Juju is like you get the benefit of single coverage, and that is a huge jump. Michael Thomas has been getting that double coverage and showed he could do it last year. So um, that is fantasy preview coming in the next couple weeks. But now we're going to play a little fun game called What Ifs. Do we want to start NBA or NFL? You we're just talking NFL. Let's let's just continue on with the NFL. All right. So do you have one you want to throw out there? First one, let's go. What if the Seahawks ran the ball? What if the Seahawks ran the ball? They probably win the Super Bowl. Um, hot take, hot take. <laughs> I think everyone's in agreement there. I personally am totally with the play call. Are you one of those who are like, why didn't they run the ball? Uh, and it's 2020. So, all right. So you're you're cool with the play call of them throwing it. Yes. And you're cool with James Franklin running it on fourth and five. Yes. Uh, when, you're Heisman, when your quarterback's having a Heisman-like game. Yeah. 
at home with against Ohio State. The the Seahawks throwing to me makes obviously way more sense than uh, what? Yeah, than the Franklin call. Oh, but you've been on the record that both you love both calls. Uh, well, the Seahawks one is actually almost a no brainer. So they have twenty six seconds left and a timeout from the two. So you're trying to you're trying to maximize you know the ability to score, which is you want three plays. So if you run on first down and get stopped, you have to burn that timeout. And if like a sack happens or you, you can't really do anything else in that situation. You're such a warrior, dude. Just run the ball. No, but but you're just opening up options. And Russell Wilson had never in his career until that throw turned the ball over in the red zone. So it's pretty unlucky in that sense that that was the one play. So you throw, maybe go incomplete there. Then you have third down. You run the ball if you get stopped. You call timeout, and you have one play left for your season. So I just think it's such a 2020 thing. Like the the one team that I would say should have ran the ball was when the Ravens had that goal line standing against the Niners. Oh. Kaepernick and Gore were running all over us in the second half, and they didn't run it from like the four-yard line. If they ran it, I have no doubts that they win the Super Bowl. The next what-if that we can kind of lead into is like, what if the Patriots did get all the lucky bounces – or never get any of the lucky bounces. So just a quick list. Tuck rule. They, they the never. NFL. I mean, that could have changed Brady's career literally forever. Right. It changed the NFL, but maybe it changes Brady's career. Um, you have Lee Evans drops a touchdown, kind of misses a field goal. So they win that Super Bowl. You have uh, – then on the flip, you have the Tyree catch, and then you have um, – I guess Another if T.O. isn't sick. No, it's not T.O. McNabb wasn't throwing up on the field. And T.O. didn't have a broken, yeah, Mc, a broken sorry. leg. But, but T.O. was hurt, right? Even though he balled. Yeah. Um, you have that. What if Matt Ryan can sustain a 28-3 to three What if lead? the Falcons ran the ball in the second half? What, what, I mean, they – yeah, what if they ran the second half? What if Mario Manningham doesn't make that crazy catch on the sideline? Um, in the for the Giants' other Super Bowl, and what if whoa, Nick whoa, Foles whoa, whoa. doesn't throw over five hundred yards? Whoa, like what's that the Patriots, we could argue. <laughs> I literally took Nick Foles, what? a average quarterback, the greatest Super Bowl Bro, performance of all time, to be Brady. Well, we're gonna get into Nick Foles a little later. And then, what if, what if the Rams could have scored three points? <laughs> In the worst Super Bowl ever. Like, they could have been – how many Super Bowls is that? Nine uh, he played in? Yeah. He, yeah. yeah. six, right? Six and three. The reverse LeBron, as I like to call it. Do you have any comments on the what – like, are you a believer in luck? Because I'm not a believer in luck. But these situations just seem to be – and, like, what if Spygate, like, they had suspended them properly? Deflategate. There's, Deflate, Deflategate that whole doesn't, dynasty I mean, yeah, is crazy it's a, what if. I don't know what – operation they're running over there but it's it's like a russian government and you like can't see what's going on inside but um (laughs) i don't know belichick i'm on i think that brady is a product of belichick mostly in that no that's tough for me no why do you say that i think bill belichick is just the biggest football genius ever and that you see so many players coming in around he just makes it work in their system the system that they've established it's just, but do you think? Okay, dip, I, I don't mind that. I, I've dip, had this debate. Before. He's like dip and duck drives uh-huh. that. Um, 
Right, but is that all because of Belichick, or does it happen to fit no, Brady's plan? No, it's the culture like, he implements there, and the, the stuff he puts in the water, and also the little minions he has around the NFL to cheat for him. And then he just has Brady at his helm, and he's the puppet doll. But but Belichick was an NFL coach before Brady and did not have any success. That's an odd point, but it just I no, so I, that's I, why I, it's a brotherhood with saying, them. Like they both run the show, but it's, right. it's Belichick's it's, the it's like a sixty forty thing. Mm, that's so tough for me. I don't know. I think somehow because of the internet, like Brady's accomplishments have just become discounted. Like he owned Peyton Manning, who was supposed to be the greatest quarterback like ever. He essentially ruined his career in terms of greatness. And he's won as many Super Bowls as another franchise. He's tied for the lead himself. Like I it's just hard to imagine that one system that a coach puts in could make some guy the greatest quarterback ever. I mean it's just tough. They they get so lucky. I mean we should be two and zero against them, just like the Giants. Oh, here's another what if. What if the refs don't call that Miles Jack strip and score like in the AFC Championship? That's yeah, another scene. Well, they're not in, but they lost that anyway. Oh, it makes they me just think really of that, that one stuff. picture on the internet, and I don't know if this kid is a part of the real sports fam, but um, let me get this off my chest. The kid that you see at the Boston parades, it's like, I've been to nine champion, nine parades in 11 years or something. Like, I hate that kid. Yeah. I hate that kid. <laughs> the like, worst. What's going to happen Literally to that kid? I wonder if he is a real sports fan. If he is, DM me because I want to have a conversation with you. Um, what if? The craziest one was if the Bruins had won, they would have won Bruins Stanley Boston. Cup, Red Sox World Series. Patriots Super Bowl. They just would have been Celtic short. That's a good that's a good transition to what if of the NBA. Um what if I like this one a lot. What if Ben Simmons it's has over. a jump shot? It's literally over. <laughs> what, what's NBA, over? As we as we know it. The NBA. Like I mean, no, the biggest what, what if, the biggest what ifs with them uh, are it's who who is the bigger what if? Giannis with a jump shot or Ben with a jump shot? Like what's scarier? Giannis, no question oh you really twisted my arm with this one stop i'll leave my bias out of it i'll leave my bias out of it you're right you're right no you're right i don't don't want to say too much stupid stuff there's there's not even a conversation Giannis is better right now they both don't have a jump shot so what i know what could possibly i just my bias almost got away from me what if the Pistons take Melo instead of Darko Milicic? So they have that super team, and then you add Melo, who scored actually, like he would be the perfect bench player, comes off, scores 12-14 a game, and then grows within that gritty uh, Detroit team playing on a rookie deal for a few years. How many That, that 4 Detroit team is like one of my favorite teams all time. They had both the Wallaces, who were just yeah. like badasses. Larry Brown was a sick coach. He took the Sixers to the finals with a brutal roster in Iverson. Like – they didn't have one like superstar player. Like they just all fit so Not well with Tayshawn Prince, Richard Hamilton. And if they would have brought in Mello after they won in 04 or when they won in 04, and he was that was that would have been his rookie year, right? Or 03. Yeah. Whatever. He he would play behind uh, Tayshawn Prince. Yeah. Um I think he we would still be the Mello. Like Mello was that hyped up. Like whatever his situation was, he was gonna be a stud. And if they could have thrown him on a bench at the rookie year and just let him learn, that team would have been. Yeah. 
And I feel like like Billups, they had just like mentors for yeah, days. Yeah, they were all like classy like in their vets. prime of their career veterans and just – that team was fun. Yeah. They used to knock the Sixers um, around all the time in like our post-finals days when we really weren't that good. We were like a perennial like six, yeah. seven, eight seed and like our yeah. carried them. You were a pretender, cutie. I wouldn't even call you guys that. Were cutie. Yeah, I, we were like the um, like the teams, like the Pistons and the Magic of the world that just like kind of find, find their way in, right to the playoffs. Yeah, the, they would wipe the floor with us, the Pistons. What if, what if, uh, l- sorry, what if Ray Allen never makes that three, and what if Draymond never gets suspended? LeBron would be one in eight in the finals, a la Jerry West. Um, I counter. I see. That- I see your what if, and I counter with what if Kyrie and Kevin Love didn't get hurt. Okay, I think I know you're. I know what you're trying to how you're trying to spin this with the angle and how you phrase that question. No, I think that's a fair one. I, I. So the the thing to me is those seem like two monumental, consequential plays. I was trying to think like were there ones in the other direction? Okay. That, you were you were not you were not going to take LeBron's side on that. Come on. No, no, no. I, I, I was waiting. I was giving you that opportunity because, like, the only other what if would be like, what if Durant doesn't go? Like, since then that yeah, cap. I mean, we can team. talk a lot about LeBron and the Warriors, but like, what if Draymond didn't get suspended? Um, I still think the Cavs would have won. Mm, I, I said the entire. Tough. I said the entire. Did, was that not my pick for that series? Taking the Cavs. I I don't remember that at Come all. On, take a guess. Yeah, but 3-1 at home. And Draymond, this was actually like peak Draymond. Draymond in that game seven was like 32-12 and tw- – and 10. Oh, he like, went off. That, I mean, you saw that video with Kevin Love and Gary V the other day. I actually didn't watch it. I saw the headline. Yeah, of course you didn't watch it. Uh, yeah, it's just Kevin good. Love and LeBron walked in, said, listen, we're going to win game five. We're not losing game six. And then game seven, anything happens. What if uh, Sam Presti – trades Russ and Ibaka and keeps Harden and Durant. How many rings? Because that team that lost... I think, at, le- I think at least three. Because you don't three. have the beef. Wow. You don't have the beef with Ru- Russ and KD. It doesn't fall apart. Like, maybe KD still stays. Yeah, yeah. Well, but at the time... At the I time, at the time the Harden was the sixth of the year. What? Isn't the beef because of who's taking the shots? And Harden would take more shots than Russ would. I think it was more of a personality beef. Yeah. Russ doesn't seem like that team. I mean, at the time it was easy to make that move because Harden was coming off the bench. Um, They got like Kevin Martin in that deal or something. Like they didn't even get a good haul for him. Yeah. Uh, And then God, they traded. Russ was really good. Then he was their guy. So they weren't going to trade him, but that team would have been scary. All right. What if they kept all three of them together? (laughs) Scarier. Yeah, the greatest team ever potentially. Um, I mean, it's like I think it's I, not too crazy. No, at the time, like if they would have stayed together That's through the thought. years, yeah. Oh, then yeah. I mean, like think about like, them now. Uh, it's pretty much if you think about them two years ago. So Russ is coming off his triple double. Just so much personality. Like Katie is the weirdest, one of the weirdest people on the planet. Not as with weird the, as Kyrie. With, I was going to say, well, he's the second. Kyrie's the first and now they're teammates. So no, LeBron you know, James is the like weirdest. What? Why? Because he, he's a family man that enjoys a he's glass of wine every now so and then weird. and some music. Taco Tuesday is so weird. 
And this new layup line you're fiasco. You're such a hater. You're such a hater. Oh, my God. First off, you saw that layup line dunk? I feel a little bounce in him <laughs> for 34. I know you I know you saw that. Um, what if Derrick Rose doesn't get hurt? Were you a big D Rose fan, believer? Oh, yeah. He, he, was re- he got hurt against the Sixers in that playoff series that we yeah. won. We were the eight seed. Yeah. It's actually crazy that get, we when we beat them in six games, and game six was in Philly. Andre Iguodala like went two for two for the line for like the first time ever. Yeah, I remember. That. Um, but the final score of that game like was like seventy something to seventy something. Yeah, it was crazy. Like that's crazy to think about a game now not being over ninety at least. Or yeah, ninety is like crazy if they're both like on. Reggie Miller days. Like, but it was, it was, yeah, D Rose, prime D Rose. Like if you go back on YouTube and watch his highlights, is some of the craziest thing at thing i've ever seen like he was so good at memphis and then came in like was instantly one of the most athletic players in the at nba memphis? fastest most at what? memphis oh oh i was thinking the Grizzlies. i was like wait what oh he went to the he went to that yeah, national yeah. championship that what was if a, chalmers, did they win that one or kansas uh, kansas chalmers hits the shot yeah mario chalmers oh he's a he's joke. a winner but uh yeah he went to he went to the national championship with Calipari as their best player came in. Everyone knew he was going to be a stud was the freakest athlete I've ever seen. And I mean, he was the youngest MVP of all time. He was a stud. So, I mean, I think we are, we are robbed of D Rose and is what his prime would have been, but who knows what's brewing in uh, Detroit this year. Do you want to, the last, what if, what if LeBron played with prime Shaq? Oh my god! Yeah. We were just talking do you, about do you have the numbers in front of you? Yeah, Shaq. Shaq. I saw this on uh, ESPN or something the other day. It was just a random Instagram post. It was like Shaq's numbers from the 2000 Finals, and like it's that kind of thing that like you see in the movies that like something's like you can't believe it. you're just like wiping your eyes. Like I literally had to take a double take when I saw this. Do you have any idea what the range was of his 2000 stats? Yeah, in the finals, yeah. we talked about it. It was like. 38, 17, <laughs> 2.3 assists. Like, Yeah, what? and you probably couldn't score in that lane. No, you can't do anything. And then next year, 33, 16, and yeah, five like assists he, somehow. He became more diverse. The next year, 36, 12, and four assists. And then he took a dip in 04. But his career final stats, 28.8 points, 13 rebounds, 3.4 assists, and he was 17 and 13. In finals games. I don't think that AD will ever be as dominant as Shaq. But I do think think that AD will be one of the most talented players, if not... Well, he's definitely the most talented big man. But he will be potentially better than D-Wade was at the time he played with D-Wade. And it's a scary thought. Yeah, I mean... AD could be on his way to one of the best players in the league. I, I think he's the second best big in the NBA. We've had that discussion. It's crazy. Um, you think but that, but if yeah. you, anyway, with Shaq and Kobe, like another personality beef, like it just didn't work out in the end. Like, but if you had LeBron, who hasn't really been known to beef with players that yeah, his teammates that them. much, well, yeah, why <laughs> beef with them when you can just get them out of the room? Like, yeah. if you have the power, use it. But, uh, if LeBron was coming up in 2003, he was an all-star. And it was, I don't know if it was his first year, but definitely his second. Um, and that's a scary thought. Uh, LeBron and Shaq 
Shaq didn't he did like a world tour yeah, after was, the Lakers. Yeah. He has like there's like a meme of him in every uniform. He's been like rainbow Cavs, meme. Pissed, the, he's played in every Cavs color. Yeah, it's a rainbow. Literally, right. Roy G. I Div, like the what if, but that was fun. We can, we can do more what, what ifs in the future. First, we yeah, got an announcement to make. To make Blue Wires teaming up with Harry's. Abe, name name your favorite Harry in sports. Three, two, one. We did this, Harry. King. You got to go with the new Harry. We did this. Go to Harry Potter. I'm not even a Harry. Go to harrys.com backslash blue wire to save $10 on a value trial set, which includes a five blade razor with lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, travel blade cover. You get all of that for just three bucks shipped right to your door. Enough with the cheap razors. It's totally worth trying Harry Kane's. Harry's is fixed shaving by combining a simple clean design with quality and durable blades at a fair price. Harry's founders were tired of paying for razors that were overpriced and overdesigned. So they bought a world-class blade factory in Germany that's been making quality blades for almost 100 years join the 10 million people who have tried harry's claim your trial offer by going to harry's.com back backslash blue wire all of harry's blades come with 100 quality guarantee if you don't love your shave let them know you'll get a full refund harry's has me like tearing up here man again make sure you go to harry's.com backslash blue wire to redeem your razor for three dollars all right, so let's get into the Monday mailbag real quick. Uh, first question is from West8778. The thoughts on the Stroman move and what it means for the Mets' future, do you think that makes them a contender? So today, Marcus Stroman was traded to the Mets for their number four and number six pitching prospects. Uh, this move makes literally zero sense. I do not get it at all. They were going to be sellers. They wanted to get rid of Syndergaard for some potentially some future pieces. And then all of a sudden, they're dishing out young pitching prospects for Marcus Stroman. They're nowhere near the playoffs, nor do they really have the pieces right now to make a run and compete. I I literally cannot understand I don't know, this man. I don't know what they're thinking if they're still a little drunk from the weekend because they're playing some good baseball. They've won four in a row, six of their last ten, six back of the wild card. I mean, you can't make up the front offices that we're blessed with in the New York sports market. Everyone from the Jets, the Knicks, well, the look, Mets. Some people are a fan of all three. Stop. I feel for them. Why do you have to go there? You're not. Just leave the Knicks out of it. What do they do just, to you? They provide me with content, plain and simple. Other, other New York GM, though, is Cashman, and the Yankees desperately need pitching. They have the bats, and Stroman was supposed to be their guy. And then the Giants go on this crazy tear. So Bumgarner is now off the market. And there's virtually no more sellers. Like everyone in the league is pretty much in the wildcard race in the NL. And the AL is pretty competitive also. So I'm kind of nervous for the Yankees. I don't see a ton of pitchers out there. And like Syndergaard, I don't know if they'll trade him within New York because of, you know, petty stuff that goes on there. They might have to give up. Yeah, they, they might have to give up Glaber Torres, which I don't know if they would necessarily want to do, even though they probably should. So I'm interested to see what happens at the deadline, and especially with the Yankees, too, because they're my pick to win it all, but they definitely need pitching. I don't know. The Indians, they're, they've been probably the hottest team in baseball. I think I'm not sure what my World Series pick will be yet, but right now I'm thinking Indians-Dodgers, and Dodgers will just be the Dodgers again and uh, blow it. Kershaw give us some uh, something to talk about in October with a brutal start. Um, where 
where do we want to go next from the Monday mailbag? You wanted to talk about which this question was from Cody Lively 84. What quarterback will have the biggest decline this year and what quarterback will emerge as elite this year? You start. Uh, so we'll do going in decline first. We'll start with the bad stuff. Uh, Nick Foles, my guy down in Jacksonville. My reasoning behind this is think about the games that he's recently played in. He won three games at the end of the regular season to make a playoff run for us. Um, then he, we won in Chicago on the road in the playoffs. Had a heartbreaking loss in New Orleans where we were had the game, we were winning early, and then Alshon the drop at the end. When we were driving down the field, and before that was a Super Bowl, the whole playoff run. Like, how does this guy go up further from what he's been doing? Statistically, sure, right. Maybe that's what I was going to say. It's kind of based off what you're basing. Uh, and hey, I'm going with accomplishments. I, this guy can't do much more. Right. It's pretty much Super Bowl MVP or bust is what you're trying to say. Right. A little, a little Cardell Jones in that three-game run at Ohio State. And who is your biggest rising quarterback for the year? My biggest rising quarterback? I mean, this doesn't really – like he's already considered a very, very good quarterback and a good quarterback in the NFL. But I think this year we're talking – MVP possibilities for Andrew Luck. You love Luck. I love Luck. Um, I think the Colts are a good team. I think he is one of the best offensive lines in football. Uh, T.Y., I think we're going to have a big year out of Marlon Mack. I don't know. I just think Andrew Luck, when he's healthy, has been unbelievable in the past. And the Colts, hey, he has the weapon, he has the pieces around him now. They have the defense, a very young team. Like They all were drafted by the Colts. They've got a good culture. Frank Reich. Won a Super Bowl with uh, the Eagles as their offensive coordinator. He's a QB whisperer. And I don't know. I just see Rush get luck getting into that uh, MVP conversation this year. I think I need Charlie to cut us a soundbite so I can use my alarm. I believe you just said, I see Marlon Mack having a big year. And I would love that to wake me up every morning so I could just start with a nice little chuckle. Whether or not it's true... Just the prediction of Marlon Mack having a big year. What? Is. Why is that outrageous? Marlon Mack? Who the hell is a Marlon Mack? Marlon Mack, the running back on the Colts who had 900 I, yards last year and nine touchdowns? But Marlon Mack will never have a big year. That's it's crazy Marlon to say. Mack. It's Marlon Mack. Dude, he's right. his third My- year in the NFL. What are you talking about? He had 900 yards and nine touchdowns. I, I actually I want, I want this soundbite sent to me, Charlie. <laughs> All right, my biggest drop off. I have Josh Allen going from a back to Marlon Mack. My God, I have a, I have him going from a very average rookie year to absolutely horrible. Um, <laughs> so you're I, talking like Nathan Peterman? Not Nathan from Peterman. Five interception games here and there. I just think he Josh Allen cannot complete passes. Like, people make fun of the baby goat for running and for not being able to throw. Josh Allen had a lower completion percentage than him. He literally cannot make bigger a pass. Sample size, and I think bigger sample size. They have, they have um, less – they just have no weapons. It'll be tough for him. Buffalo's kind of like a – they don't really know what's yeah, going on. Um, so I have Josh Allen going from, you know, a kind of average – rookie to in his second year taking a few steps back my biggest riser i don't hmm i mean is is aaron Rodgers a bad decision i can't do that and i 
He's considered one of the talent, most talented quarterbacks in football. <laughs> I think Darnold will definitely get up there. Um, I'm going to pick Darnold because I went on record saying the Jets are going to have a big year, but I think it's more uh, I trust the defense and Le'Veon. But I don't know if they have like the necessary. Darnold, Darnold looked really good at the end of oh, the year. Oh, he did, but like, I don't think they have enough like receivers around him. And Quincy Anumwa, maybe he'll step up this year. But if Le'Veon is treated like a number two receiver and like, He's getting that, that amount of looks um, that he did in Pittsburgh. Who knows? Maybe maybe you could be on to something with Darnold. So I'm not in on the Browns hype train, but I will say. I, I think I'm all in. I think I think I might be. Baker, I didn't want to be. I think just based off weapons, Baker makes that next step because I think he's a legit quarterback. He'll have a full season of 16 games started. He'll probably lead them to the playoffs. So I guess I'll give it to Baker. but I, I can't wrap my head around the thought of OBJ. Um, with a competent quarterback. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. It's, it's terrifying. It's going to be great. Um, top five potential contenders to win the Super Bowl, Chris Cortez underscore 21 asks. Just You go first. You go first. All right. My five. I know where this is going. Off the top, Chiefs, Patriots, AFC. I'm going, I don't think the Rams. I'm not that high on the Saints. I, I've said the Packers are up there. Um, if I go had ahead. to add two more, if I had to add two more in there, I would go Saints and. Go ahead. Um, come on. Should I just say the Ravens? No, no I'm kidding. Come on. Oh, <laughs> and the Eagles. Sorry. There you go. There you go. Yeah, you had to, you had to make it the last pick. No, I, I genuinely I was just oh thinking about God. it, and I could not remember. And thankfully, you were ushering me into it i mean that, that you actually think the eagles are a contender though that that's not just i you know i do fully i'm in gus's room and he's a diehard eagle fan and i'm like looking like out into, i'm looking into blank space at the wall and literally there's a signed blake or not blake brent Selleck picture on the wall that i was staring over i'm staring at <laughs> an eagles uh little decorative thing that is oh, the score Full freaking framed newspaper combination of headlines like at last. It's uh, my history. newspaper is right over there in the left he corner has, of my like, room. Framed is disgusting. And there's a blanket. He's kind of like obsessed. He's lucky like, you. Lucky, lucky you. All right. We should record in that room. But uh, I'm going top five Eagles for obvious reasons. Uh, Patriots, Chiefs, big on the Colts this year as I've said before, and uh, big on the Chargers as well if 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 Melvin gets a deal done. So that's contingent. The Chargers every year, it's my favorite pick. Why? River, they just, were 12-4 and four last year. I know, and he just can't get it done. Yeah, people, yeah, I mean, people have been putting – Chris Berman's been putting the Eagles-Chargers in the Super Bowl together since uh, like LaDainian Tomlinson days. Yeah, LT, the GOAT. Um, last question – Ode H6. This was in consideration for my biggest drop-off, although I don't think he'll drop off like crazy. I do think he'll decline. Uh, why are you guys both so down on the Bears? Last year was Trubisky's first year with a good coach. That's definitely true. Mine, like I was saying, is more correlated to I think the defense was a, was very injury-free and turned the, turned the other teams over at an extreme rate. I don't think it's realistic to see that production again next year. Plus, I'm calling the bluff on Trubisky. I don't think he's 
as efficient and will play as clean, especially when he has to step up in a bigger role. And it still doesn't sound like the Bears have fixed their kicking problems. <laughs> Why are you now? I mean, I think you hit it on the head. I, I don't think Cody Parkey is that good of a quarterback well, whatsoever. Gone. He can make plays with Cody, his feet. Whoa, whoa. Cody Parkey as a quarterback? Can we cut that too? No, that one we're leaving in for just absolute uh, gold. Yeah, my bad. Brain fart. Mitch Trubisky as a quarterback, even though I don't think Cody Parker would make a good quarterback either. <laughs> but uh, 12 interceptions last year. Um, I just saw him like miss throws constantly throughout the year. I think you hit it right on the head with the defense. I think it's going to be very hard to s- sustain what they did last year. Um, I think losing Vic Fangio was huge. Uh, he's now the head coach in Denver. Um yeah, I don't know. It's a very hard year in, year out in the NFL to sustain success. And I'm not in on uh, Trubisky enough yet. Also, lost Jordan Howard. I know he might have had a little down year the past two, but or last year. But in, uh, you know, the third leading rusher in the past since 2016 is? It's like Gurley, yeah. then Zeke, and then Jordan Howard. Yeah, but plus, plus you kind of have – you have to imagine Rodgers is going to be more effective in that division this year than he was last. No, yeah. Been- I mean, we see – we talked about it before. Like, there's new teams making the playoffs and being a surprise team every year. Last year was the Bears. No one expected them to be as good as they were. And I don't know. Someone's got to – if someone comes up, someone's got to go down. Yeah, I love that. Um, all right, last parting words. I have another summer league game tomorrow. We're two oh, and one. Dude, I told you that kid that DM me. No one cares. But then I got like 10 hundred messages saying how much people want to see my highlights and stuff. So we're going to touch on the summer league. Can we get a one or two bloopers? Yeah. Well, at least the the highlight, I, not highlight, the post I put up last week was a, I got my pocket pick. So that was on. Yeah, but you had to add that you ran back on defense. Yeah, because we're all about the hustle. Um, Live the ball, our charity basketball tournament coming up in a few weeks. Um, Link in the bio if you'd like to donate. We'd really appreciate it. Yes. Uh, That's all for me. Anything from you, Abe? I'm just – my whole last week at work, I was was doing my work, but I also had Twitter up, and it's like – and Twitter during NFL training camp, like when it first opens, is unbelievable because you see like Carson Wentz completes 15-yard pass, Dallas Goddard up the middle. You're like, oh, we're going to be so good. And then you have like the j- – It's like overreacting to summer league basketball, but like the there's nothing Jones to – throw away where like Saquon actually defended him on – Yeah, getting slandered. Um, it's just like hilarious because it's these one, one-off one clips that are just – No, yeah. So I'm just excited for another whole week of training camp shenanigans. But, uh, yeah, that's all for me. All right, let's have a good week, Real Sports fam. Thank you for listening to episode 15 of the Real Sports Pod. Make sure to subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family, tell the world. Peace.